0: The Brina Catola, the Baba, Le Bazocolo, the Brina Catoli, the Bayananga, Engabozocolo, the Brina Catoli, the Baba, Le Bazocolo, the Brina Caton, the Lomananga, Engamajocoliana. Father, we praise and bless the name of Jesus. We come before your word humbly and respectfully tonight, and we thank you for the privilege to study your word, to learn, and to be equipped. And we acknowledge tonight that you are all that matters to us. We acknowledge that you are our righteousness. We acknowledge that you are our sanctification. We acknowledge that you are our wisdom. We acknowledge that you are our sufficiency. And tonight I decree. That your word comes with clarity, revelation, knowledge like never before. Veils fall off. Clarity comes by the word. Bodies and yokes destroyed. Your people built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus glorified. By the end of this service, we'll leave you never the same. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful Amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service tonight by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, And all of you in Akwaibom State, all of our radio audience listening to us tonight by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, is a joy to have all of you connected to this service. Do me a favor, invite somebody, reach out to somebody on phone, call your neighbors, friends, colleagues, and people in your neighborhood that tell you we're going to have a great time as the life of God flows through the airwaves to your direction tonight. And I want to ask all of our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, the social media community, like we have always done together, flooding the blue marble planet with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. Help me share the videos in the different groups. You know, sometimes you may have to intentionally join as many groups as possible so that you are able to share the videos in there. By adventure, God may bring some people to the knowledge of this truth through you creating a platform for them to hear the word. I also want to ask you to help them. Help me put them on Telegram, put them on Monogram, put them on WhatsApp groups, and put them everywhere that is, you know, you're able to put them in. And I want to thank you that together we're laboring to bring the truth of the gospel of Christ to a world that is in dire need of it. I want to welcome all those in their house centers and campuses. It's a joy to have everybody connected to the service tonight. I'd like you to grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get in to the word of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> It's still 60 days of glory and we're still looking at the promises of God. But tonight I begin to, to, to arrive at the conclusion of this particular series. I believe it's been a blessing to you. you know. And then we move into other things the Holy Ghost will have us study in the course of these 60 days of glory. Now we are going to do some study and we're going to do some word study tonight. And I need your attention because we're going to do some word study tonight. The book of Luke chapter 24, verse number 25. Luke twenty-four twenty-five. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Look at verse 44 to 46 of Luke 24. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Next verse. Then opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus, it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day. Jesus, or Christ, is the explanation of the scriptures. Jesus, or Christ, is the explanation of the scriptures, and I will explain. The essence of Jesus' incarnation was not like he just came to be a man. Really, he came to sort out our opinion of God. Jesus showed up in humanity to sort out our opinion of God. Because every other person was a servant. So Jesus came as God in humanity to sort out our opinion of God. They all spoke like servants and like prophets. So God came himself in the person of Jesus. To reveal himself to man. So Jesus is the explanation. Or Jesus sorts out the contradictions we see or hear about God. They were contradictions because in the Old Testament, those who communicated the things under the Old Testament, they communicated in types and shadows. They communicated in figures of speech. And many of them were partial truths. Just like Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 tells us, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. The word sundry times and diverse manners means in a progression of revelation. Progressive revelation or partial truth. But Jesus didn't come in partial truth. Jesus came as the truth. Jesus came as the word. Jesus came as the light. In him was life, and the life was the light. So that's why he says to John, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. In Matthew chapter 17 verse 4 to 6, he repeats it again. The law and the prophets. Elijah and Moses appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and the heavens opened. Elijah and and Moses were taken away by the cloud and the heavens opened and a voice came out of heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. That is to say, hear this one because this one is the one for whom Moses and Elijah wrote or Moses and Elijah spoke. Now, so, in other words, what God was saying of Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration is, this is my revelation, or this is the light. All the prophets bore witness of the light. So, in Christ, we see God. In Christ, we see God. Jesus is the very, very vital revelation of God. And it's very clear and vital to have that understanding. Because in John chapter 5 verse 39. Look at what Jesus said to the Jews. Search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Verse 40. And you will not come to me that you might have life. The scriptures don't give life. The scriptures testify of Christ. When you meet Christ, you meet life. You will not come to me that you may have life. Mark the word life. If your Bible is mine, I will underline or circle or color the word life. Search the scriptures. Is the word exenua. It means to seek to know. To seek to know. Ekawa. In the Greek, ecuuao, it means to seek to know. You will see that word used in Romans eight twenty-seven. You will see that word used in First Corinthians chapter two verse nine to ten. Search. You will see that word used in First Peter chapter one verse eleven. I go over the list again. Romans eight twenty-seven. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 and first Peter chapter 1 verse 11 to search or to know So John 5:39 search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. he said in the scriptures you think you have eternal life but he said they are they which testify of me. That is to say the essence of the scriptures is to testify of life. The essence of the scriptures is to testify of life. Please pay attention because we're going to do some word studies here. Means we are going to read a lot of scriptures. A lot of scriptures this evening. First Corinthians, or sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The word all is the word great. For the great promises of God are in him, yes, and amen. What is the word promise again? The word promise is the Greek word epangelia, epangelia, which is to say, a commitment. A promise is not something inside. An evangelian is something he should have said or something he must have said or spoken out. A is not something you carry in your mind and be saying, I am the only one that knows what I am thinking. No. epangelion is a commitment you announce. It's a commitment you declare. Jelan where you have the word to announce. Jelian Epangelian is a commitment you announce. So in Acts chapter three, verse twenty one. Acts chapter three verse number twenty one whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God had spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. That is how God announced the, prophet, the the promises by the mouth of his holy prophets. And in the course of this series, we establish that the mouth of the prophets means the words of the prophets. The words of the prophets. Now, so anything that God is going to do is already written. Anything that God is going to do is already written. You know, some years ago, a woman wrote a book preparing for war by the name of Rebecca Brown or so. And that book was full of a list of over a hundred demons. You know, such books are a distraction. And a lot of Christians read them very voluminous books, 300, 400 pages on demons. And I wonder where they gathered such information from. And those brought a lot of demonic consciousness into the church. And it is from such things that what they call the deliverance ministry came out of. You know, all of those things. You have all kinds of demons, inkibus, sikibus, ashmodi, ashtaroth. And you read through the Bible, you won't see any of those classifications. So they were extra-biblical materials that came from people's experiences from the mouth of the liar who is the devil. And a lot of people took those things, hook, like line line-and-sinker, as more authoritative than even the Bible. And those are books written out of human experiences that try to contradict the validity of God's word. And what it produces out of believers is believers that are blown away and carried about by every wind of doctrine and by all kinds of idle fancies and plain nonsense. Now, and that's why it's important that a believer must give himself to the teaching of God's word, the infallible word of God that is settled forever. So now, we've established that whatever God will do is not going to come from extra biblical materials. It must have already been written in the text of scriptures. Meaning, you cannot just come up and say, God is going to destroy Nigeria. God, in the name of prophecy. There's no such thing. How? God does not kill. God never kills. How do we know that God never kills? Jesus said so. Jesus said so And the heavens told us He I, ye him And Jesus said God never kills Then Jesus reveals That the thief cometh not Which is the devil But for to steal to kill and to destroy Jesus also told us That the devil was the murderer From the beginning So the killer is the devil In Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible says, Jesus through death destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So, Jesus told us that God never kills. The only part God plays in death is to bring life. Look at Amos chapter 3 verse 7. Please pay attention. Amos chapter 3 verse number 7. Surely, this is another scripture that has been abused in the church world. Surely, the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Then you will hear some people will say, if you do not have a prophet, you cannot make profit. They will tell you, you need a prophet in your life to make profit. He said, even the Bible say God will do nothing until he reveal his secret unto his servant, the prophet. Then some of them will tell you, your prophet, your prophet, your prophet. All of those are sensational statements that can be taken off, off, off into the bush. When the scripture says God will do nothing but reveal his secret unto his servants, the prophets, he was speaking about a set of prophets, Old Testament prophets, major prophets, and minor prophets. That is to say, what God will do in the New Testament Has been revealed to the prophets of the Old Testament. To prophesy and document in the Bible. That is all that scripture is saying. So anybody taking it off course. You've got to watch him. Because he is going to deceive and delude you. Alright. So the servants are the prophets of the Old Covenant. Now when he says God will do nothing. It means he has to reveal. The word reveal is the word counsel. To reveal is the word counsel in the Old Testament. And it is a Hebrew word, Sode. S-O-D-E. Sode. It means counsel of something you plan to do. Or something known to you alone. To reveal. Sode. Then the word to reveal is the word Salah. Salah. Salah means to concur. That is to Something that was not known to any other. Something that was not known to any other person. Alright. When you use the word Salah, oftentimes it's what you are still meditating upon. What you are still meditating upon. So he says, God does not hide things. He will say whatever he wants to do. Or whatever he's still meditating upon through the prophets. You will hear it through the prophets of the Old Testament because that is how God functions. Now, when Jesus said life, he is saying life is what God spoke. God spoke life through the prophets of the Old Testament god spoke life through the prophets of the old testament that's what he means by life or what was meant in the writings of the bible life is what was meant in the writing of the scriptures life the question now is what kind of life what kind Of life. So let's do a word study on life. In John 5.39. John 5.39. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Next verse. And you will not come to me that you might have life. Jesus uses the word zoe. Z-O-E. Zoe. Zoe is, you know, a, a Greek word. And I have heard people say Zoe is the life of God. Zoe is the life of God. Those of you that have followed my teachings very closely, by now you know that there is no omnibus application to any word of scripture. Words of scriptures must be interpreted within the context where they are pronounced or where they are written. So you cannot say zoe is God's life. Because you should have known by now that you do not give a general definition to any word of scripture. Words of scripture only have their definitions within the context where they are used. So we are going to examine the word life. What life. Let's see how Jesus uses the word zoe. We are going to look through the entire New Testament in our word study. And we are going to see how the word zoe was used. So let's jump onto it. Matthew chapter 7 verse 14. Matthew chapter 7 verse 14. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. Which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Now, listen carefully. Zoe means life that came to a man. Or life of a man. Zoe means life that came to a man. Or life of a man. That will come handy. Life that came to a man. Or life of man. So the word in Matthew 7.14 is the word zoe. And when Jesus said few that have life in it. He is talking about future. He was talking about himself. As in present tense. Matthew again chapter 7 verse 14. Pay attention. Matthew 7.14. Because straight is the gate. The gate there is himself. And narrow is the way. The narrow way there is Jesus himself. Which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. He was talking about the fact that he had come to show them life. But only few Jewish people discovered that he was the Messiah. So that scripture is about Jesus talking about his present status as at that time. Look at Matthew 18 verse 8 to 9. Matthew 18 verse 8 to 9. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. For it is better for thee to enter into life, halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Verse 9, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes. To be cast into hellfire. The word life there in Matthew 18 is the word Zoe. Life. In verse 8, life is Zoe. In verse 9, life is Zoe. Look at Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. The young rich ruler. Matthew 19, 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life eternal life so if you observe in Matthew 18 he said life in Matthew 7 he said life but in Matthew 19 he added eternal life to life eternal life is added so mark the word eternal mark the word eternal because we are examining life Look at Matthew chapter 19 verse 29. Matthew nineteen twenty-nine, And everyone that had forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Prosperity preachers have abused that scripture very seriously. That when you give offerings, they call it the hundredfold blessing. But you know the funny thing? I have not seen anybody drop their wife in the offering basket. Because in that verse that they are using for offering, wife is supposed to be part of the offering. Jesus said, no man who has forsaken wife, or lands, or houses, or husband. I am here to see where a wife took her husband. And put in the offering basket so she can reap a hundredfold. That already tells you that that scripture is not for offering. Jesus was talking about missionaries. That if you forsake your family to go for missionary work. Where you have gone for missionary work. You will have fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. That's what he was talking about in the context. He was not talking about giving an offering for hundredfold. There's no such teaching in the New Testament. Now, so Jesus talked about everlasting life in that context. Take note of the word everlasting added to life. We have seen two additions. Eternal life and everlasting life. Now, in Mark 9.43, is the same thing he said as in Matthew 7:14, in Mark 9:43 and45, Mark 9:43 and 45 is the same thing he said as in Matthew 18 verse 8 to 9. Please take note of this for personal study. Then Mark 10:17, Mark chapter 10 verse 17 is the same thing he spoke about the rich young ruler. So, we have eternal added to life. We have everlasting added to life. Look at Mark chapter 10 verse 30. Mark chapter 10 verse 30. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands with persecutions and in the world to come take note of the next statement eternal life in the world to come eternal life alright, so sometimes we have Zoe and sometimes eternal life, now you don't say eternal life if Zoe is eternal you won't say eternal life if Zoe is eternal, so Eternal is added to the way. So, the way is not eternal life. Look at Luke ten twenty-five, Luke chapter 10, verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now observe same word eternal. Luke 16:25. Please pay attention. Luke 16:25. And Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Observe the word there life the word they are, life. Man, this guy, Father Abraham. Very nice guy. He calls a rich man in hell, son. <laughs> son. The man is in hell, Is calling him son. And this rich man is very arrogant. Even in hell, the man is so arrogant that he's saying, send Lazarus to come and put water in my tongue. Not give me some water so I can drink. Mm. Send Lazarus to come over to hell. From paradise. And use his hand to cool my tongue. Arrogance. Now, please observe that in Luke 16, 25 and 26. Just follow the reading. Luke 16, 25 and 26. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. In thy lifetime, Zoe, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. 26. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great goal fixed so that they which will pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. The word life there is the word Zoe. So he is saying the life that God gave you. Which means Zoe way relates with the life God gave you. Not referring to eternal life. But the physical life that God gave you. Look at Luke 18:18, 18, 18. Luke 18 verse 18. And a certain ruler asks him saying. Good master. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? eternal life observe that Luke 1830 Luke chapter 18 verse number 30 who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting life everlasting so so far we have seen where eternal was added to Zoe and where it is just zoe. And We have also found out That the life the rich man lived Is also called Zoe We have seen three different gospels Matthew, Mark and Luke So let's go to John A major proponent of the word eternal life Brother John paid more attention to that word Than any other person John chapter 1 verse 4 John chapter 1 verse 4 in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The word life, no eternal added. And he mentions life twice. John 3.15. John 3.15. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But have eternal life. Now pay attention. You notice that when John is talking about life in God or life from God, he doesn't add eternal. He doesn't add eternal. But when he talks about to us, to us, he adds eternal. When he's talking about life in God, he doesn't add eternal. But when he's talking about life to us, He adds eternal. So note that. John 3.16. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But have everlasting life. Take note of the word everlasting. John 3.36. John 3.36. We're doing word study tonight. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Observe the word everlasting. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Did you observe everlasting life? Then life afterwards. Look at John chapter 4 verse 14 John chapter 4 verse 14 But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him Shall never thirst But the water that I shall give him Shall be in him A well of water Springing up into everlasting life Take note of the word everlasting John 4 36 John chapter 4 verse 36 And he that repent receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth, and he that reapeth, may rejoice together. Did you observe life eternal? Life eternal. John 5, 24. John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, Have everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation. But is passed from death to life. Everlasting life. Notice that in each use of the word life. There is a concept introduced. The concept of light was introduced in John 1. The concept of light. The concept of the wrath of God was introduced in John 3.36 John 3.15 and John 3.16 The concept of the wrath of God Different concepts were introduced in explaining the word life or eternal life And notice that there is a different or it's a different thing to what the rich young ruler Was talking about. And that's why. What Abraham said to the rich man. Was different. So you find a different concept. Introduced. Whenever the word zoe. Is used. When Jesus was talking about. Everlasting life. In Matthew 18. He definitely was talking about. Life after this life. So the use. Of the word must be seen within the context where it is used pay attention john 5:24 john chapter 5 verse 24 verily verily i say unto you he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life Now, he's talking about condemnation. Look at John 5, 26. John 5, 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. He doesn't mention eternal. He just mentioned life. Pay attention. John 5, 29. John 5, 29, and shall comfort they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Notice the word resurrection of zoe, resurrection of life. So he speaks about zoe there as the resurrection, what we call the rapture, what we call the rapture. So he calls Zoë the rapture. He calls Zoë the rapture. He has said Zoë is no condemnation. Now he has said Zoë is the rapture. Please pay attention. So you must identify the concepts with which he calls life. Look at John five thirty-nine to 40. He uses the word Zoë, which is life, and uses the word eternal life. In John 5.39-40 Look at John 6.27 Please stay with me John 6.27 Labor not for the meat which perisheth But for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life Which the Son of Man shall give unto you For him hath God the Father sealed For him hath God the Father sealed The word everlasting life. Look at John 6.33. John 6.33. For the bread of God is he. Which cometh down from heaven. And giveth life. Underline the word life. Unto the world. He gives life. John 6.35. John 6.35. Many scriptures good for your health. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So I am the bread of Zoe. The bread of Zoe. Zoe is spelt as Z-O-E. Now he is talking about spiritual satisfaction. He uses Zoe. He talked about rapture. He uses Zoe. So, zoe has different applications. Are you following? Yeah, different applications. So, you must use the word zoe in context. Look at John 6, 48. John chapter 6, verse 48. I am that bread of life. Look at 47. John 6, 47. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me Have everlasting life. So two things. Everlasting life and bread of life. So when John is talking about life, he is talking about eternal life. Anywhere John is talking about life, he is talking about eternal life. Look at John 6 51. John chapter 6 verse 51. I am the living bread Which came down from heaven. For if any man eat of this bread. He shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. Which I will give for the life of the world. Between John chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6. You will find the highest frequency of the use of the word life eternal life life look at john 651 john 651 again i am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat of this bread he shall live forever and the bread that i will give is my flesh which i will give for the life of the world john 663 John 6:63 6, Sorry let's begin from 53 John 6:53 Then said then Jesus said unto them verily verily I say unto you except you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you you have no zoe in you so zoe can stay in you Zoe can stay in you Zoe refers to after this life Zoe refers to the resurrection of the body Zoe refers to life in you Life in you I go over it again You can have Zoe in you So Zoe can stay in you Zoe refers to after this life. Zoe refers to the resurrection of the body. Zoe refers to life in you similar to John 4:14. The world that springs up unto everlasting Zoe. So Zoe can refer to the resurrection of the body. Zoe, okay? Can refer to after this act. And the way. Can refer to no condemnation. And the way. Can refer to the life that is in you. Look at John 6:54. Pay attention. John 6:54. Whoso eateth my flesh. And drinketh my blood. Hath eternal life. And I will raise him up. At the last day. He has and I will raise him up. So eternal life is the reason why people will be raised. The reason there will be rapture is eternal life. Eternal life is the reason why people will be raised. John 6.63 now. John 6.63 It is the spirit that quicken the flesh profited nothing the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life so the words he speaks are spiritual and they are zoe zoe again is not used for life after this life here, in this context it is used for words Words. John 6.68. Many scriptures good for your health. John 6.68. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Eternal Zoe. John 8.12. John 8.12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The light of Zoe. Similar to John 1 4. So life here will be direction to see Zoe. Light to see. Look at John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but for the steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and be abundant. That they might have life and be abundant. Zoë, verse 11, John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That word is the word suche. His life, soul, suche. So the soul of Jesus in that context is referred to as the way. The soul of Jesus. John 10, 28. John 10, 28. And I give unto them eternal life, glory, and they shall never perish. I love that scripture. Neither shall any pluck them out of my hand. Next verse. My father, which gave me, is greater than all, and no is able to pluck out of my father's hands. Reinhard Bonke calls it double eternal security. Double eternal security. My hand, my father's hands. Nobody can take them out. Double eternal security. Who are they? That scripture unsettles religion. They shall never perish. Who are they? We who believe. So he says in eternal life, they can never perish. The word never perish means they can never be destroyed. They can never be destroyed. John 11.25 John 11.25 Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Two different words. Two different words. I am the resurrection, that is the life. In other words, resurrection is also used for zoe resurrection John 12:25 John 12:25 He that loveth his life shall lose it and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal life eternal futuristic so zoe is used for futuristic life John 12:50 John 1250. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So God's instruction is eternal life. Please mark that. God's instruction is eternal life. John 146 John 146 Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. The way. I am the way, the truth, and the way. John seventeen two. John chapter 17, verse 2. And thou hast given him power over all flesh. That he should give eternal life. To as many as thou hast given him. To give eternals away. To give eternals away. John 20.31 John 20.31 But these are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. The son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. You might have Zoe. So John uses Zoe a lot. Have you observed that the use of John Zoe surpasses Matthew, Mark and Luke already? So is there one application of the word Zoe? Huh? No. Is every Zoe eternal? No So look at this Acts 2.28 Interesting one Acts 2.28 and G Acts chapter 2 verse 28 Glory to God Thou hast made known to me The ways of life Thou shalt make me full of joy With thy countenance Very interesting The word there is the way Remember, this is talking about the resurrection of Jesus. In a quick fix, how many of you can relate that Zoe relates with Jesus' resurrection? That is, it's a text for resurrection. Look at Acts three fifteen. Acts chapter three, verse fifteen. And kill the prince of life, the prince or the author of Zoe. Whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. We are witnesses. Acts 520. Acts 520. Go stand and speak in the temple to the people. All the words of this Zoe. All the words. Alright, now. Acts 2.28 was quoted from Psalm 16 verse 8 to 10. The resurrection. Acts 2.28, for your notes, was quoted from Psalm 16 verse 8 to 10. Acts 8.33. Acts 8.33. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. His life is taken from the earth. This was quoted from Isaiah 53 verse 7 and 8. Isaiah put it up 53 verse 7 and 8. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And I say, sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Verse eight. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. Now look at Acts eight thirty three again and see how the writer of Acts quoted. In his humiliation. His judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. His away is taken from the earth. Is that eternal life? Is that eternal? No. Okay. So look at Isaiah 53 verse 8. Again. Isaiah 53 verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people. Lord, was he stricken. So where he was taken from. He is saying Jesus death. Is that his way was taken. Which is not eternal. Acts 11.18 Acts 11.18 I told you today is word study. When they had these things they held their peace and glorified god saying then had god also to the gentiles granted repentance unto the way repentance unto the way acts 13:46 acts 13:46 then paul and barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of god should first have been spoken to you but see you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. So we turned to the Gentiles. Acts thirteen forty eight. Acts thirteen forty eight. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. As many as believed. That's the way it should be written. There's a translation issue there. As many as believed were ordained unto eternal life. That's the way it should be written. As many as believed were ordained unto eternal life. Acts 17.24 Acts 17.24 God that made the world and all things there in that he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Next verse. Neither is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. See, pay attention, he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Now, is that life that he gives to all eternal? No. He giveth to all zoe. So, zoe must be read in context. There is no omnibus application to that word zoe or to any other word of scripture. We have read Matthew, Mark, Luke, zoe. And John, zoe. We have read Acts, zoe. Are they different? Yes. Look at Romans chapter 2 verse 7. Brother Paul. Romans chapter 2 verse 7. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. Wow, I love that scripture. Immortality. If your Bible is mine, I will underline immortality, eternal life. Romans 5.10 Romans 5.10 For if when we were enemies, We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more. Being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Or we are being saved by his way. The life of his son. Paul doesn't add eternal yet. But as we begin to read brother Paul, we will soon see eternal. Romans 5.17 Romans 5.17 For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Reign in zoe. They shall reign in zoe. Romans 5.18 Romans 5.18 Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. Justification of the way. Romans 5.21 explains all we have read now. That as sin hath reigned unto death. Even so might grace reign through righteousness. Unto eternal life. By Jesus Christ our Lord. So that life mentioned in verse 10. Verse 17. Verse 18 by brother Paul. Is eternal life. Is eternal life. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Glory. That, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also shall walk in the newness of life. Newness of Zoe. A new zoe or a new kind of life. Romans 6.22 Romans 6.22 But now, be made free from sin and become servants to God. You have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Look at the next verse, 23. For the wages of sin is death. Not the wages of God. Not the wages of God. So it's not the wrath of God. And it's not the punishment of God. It is the wages of sin. So it is the wrath of sin. And it is the punishment of sin. And that is why Jesus paid sin. For the wages, put it up, of sin is death. But the gift of God, the only thing that God gives, is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 7.10, as I begin to round up for the night. We have not finished our word study. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death, the commandment which was ordained unto Zoe, Romans eight six, Romans eight verse six, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Zoe and peace. How does Brother Paul use peace? Romans five one. Therefore. Being justified by faith. We have peace with God. We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen carefully. Now if you miss this. You shouldn't have come to this service. So Paul explains in his epistles. Justification as zoe. Justification as zoe the justification that is in Christ look at romans 8:10 romans 8:10 and if Christ in you the body dead because of sin but the spirit life because of righteousness the spirit is away because of righteousness see Paul is identifying life as righteousness. Life is righteousness. Righteousness is life in the Pauline epistles. Now, the book of Romans focuses on righteousness. And this is where Paul uses zoe the most in his writing. So righteousness is eternal zoe. So Paul used the way to explain righteousness. The way to explain righteousness. Look at that Romans again as I close. 8 verse 10. Romans 8 verse 10. And if Christ be in you. Is Christ in you? Okay. The body of sin. That's what he's talking about. Is dead. Because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness, so righteousness is life. God made him sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness or that we might be made the life of God. Remember. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God or the zoe of God revealed in the gospel. So what the gospel offers is zoe Or, in the Pauline epistle, righteousness. The moment you believe the gospel, you receive the gift of righteousness. The moment you believe the gospel, no steps, no keys, no doors, no pillars, no construction. The moment you believe the gospel, you are righteous. It's not progressive righteousness. It's not progressive... uh, 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 uh. It is a state. It is your state. Because you believe in Jesus. It's not a feeling. It's not an experience. You are righteous. Whether you feel it or not. Because you believe in Jesus. Can I hear a powerful amen? Stand on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. And Father, we rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice for the privilege of reading through your word and learning to function in this life, in the righteousness of God by faith. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that the revelation of Jesus grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. We silence the voice of condemnation. We silence the voice of fear. And we silence the voice of the devil. And we decree that the revelation of Jesus. Grows big on your inside. Until nothing else matters. Thank you father for answered prayer. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says that. Amen like thunder. Glory. Amen. Say with me very loud. I am. Say I don't have. Say I am. Say that's who I am. The righteousness. Of God in Christ Jesus. I don't have righteousness. I am the embodiment of righteousness. That is my eternal state. Righteous. I didn't hear a good amen. Glory to God. Get a good off internet. Let's give an honor Christ. Mr. Bush is in the studio already. I'm joining him another one minute so we can answer your questions. Uh, open the phone lines and interact. But I'm excited. Believe me, I'm excited that we're able to study the things we're studying. You know, sometimes people say, Dr. Damina, how is it that you're able to answer questions the way you answer? Because of the way I study. You see the way I study. Uh, that's how to study. You go through every nitty gritty. You you leave no at no detail out. When you have understood that, anywhere a question comes from, you know what to say. It's very critical. Get a good offering tonight all over the world. You're watching on television, get your offering online, radio audience. In a few minutes, Mr. Bush is going to read the banking details. But I want to thank all partners and friends who have given to this ministry tirelessly and continue to do so. Enabling us to fulfill our vision of reintroducing Jesus to this generation. Equipping the believer to know who you are in Christ. What you have in Christ and what Christ can do through you. And my prayer for all of you partners and friends is that God supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Every need is met. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for everybody giving tonight. As your people give in faith, we give with joy, we give in honor of Christ. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you. And I decree that every need is met according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Barriers terminated. Yokes destroyed. And I decree right now where your people need a financial miracle, receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blessing. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says it powerfully. Amen. Glory to God. Hey, guys, I'm going to join Mr. Michael Bush in another few seconds. And I'm going to let you, you know, connect with Mr. Michael Bush. And until I see you, you don't want to move away. You want to invite more people, whether on radio, TV, social media. Get more people to be part of this. It's going to be exciting tonight. But we love you guys. I'll see you in a few seconds on the other side. And until then, enjoy Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen! Glory to God. you blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Domino. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. Sixty Days of Glory. This is Sixty Days of Glory, a Power City International Initiative coming to you from Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria. When you are born by God, you cannot enter God's mouth and say, I don't want to be a Christian. Bring me out as an unbeliever. Once you're born of God, you are born. This is Sixty Days of Glory. To be a part of it, you can call 0806-800-9939 or send a message to 0708-501-4746. 60 Days of Glory, the revelation of Jesus Christ beyond shadows. Church in the air and church online. Join Drs. Abel and Rachel Daminer as he brings you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 days.